Ten years ago, I began attending monthly meetings of a small group of scientists, actors, and playwrights in a carpeted seminar room at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Our raison d'etre, broadly speaking, has been an exploration of how science and art affect each other. As the late afternoon sun drains from the room, we discuss all manner of topics, ranging from the history of scientific discovery to the nature of the creative process, to the way that an actor connects to an audience, to the latest theater in New York and Boston. Our salon succeeds because we never have an agenda. At the beginning of each session, one of us will begin talking about some random idea. Another person will chime in or change the subject. And miraculously, after twenty minutes, we find that we have zeroed in on a question that everyone is passionate about. What continues to astonish me is the frequency with which religion slips into the room, unbidden but persistent. One member of our group, playwright and director Alan Brody, offers this explanation. Theater has always been about religion. I am talking about the beliefs that we live by. And science is the religion of the 21st century. But if science is the religion of the 21st century, why do we still seriously discuss heaven and hell, life after death, and the manifestations of God? Physicist Alan Guth, another member of our salon, pioneered the inflation version of the Big Bang Theory and has helped extend the scientific understanding of the infant universe back to a trillionth of a trillionth of a trillionth of a second after t equals zero. A former member, biologist Nancy Hopkins, manipulates the DNA of organisms to study how genes control the development and growth of living creatures. Hasn't modern science now pushed God into such a tiny corner that he or she or it no longer has any room to operate, or perhaps has been rendered irrelevant altogether? not according to surveys showing that more than three-quarters of Americans believe in miracles, eternal souls, and God. Despite the recent spate of books and pronouncements by prominent atheists, religion remains, along with science, one of the dominant forces that shape our civilization. Our little group of scientists and artists finds itself fascinated with these contrasting beliefs, fascinated with different ways of understanding the world, and fascinated by how science and religion can coexist in our minds. As both a scientist and a humanist myself, I have struggled to understand different claims to knowledge. As part of that struggle, I have eventually come to a formulation of the kind of religious belief that would, in my view, be compatible with science. The first step in this journey is to state what I will call the central doctrine of science. All properties and events in the physical universe are governed by laws, and those laws are true at every time and place in the universe. Although scientists do not talk explicitly about this doctrine, and my doctoral thesis advisor never mentioned it once to his graduate students, the central doctrine is the invisible oxygen that most scientists breathe. We do not, of course, know all the fundamental laws at the present time, 
but most scientists believe that a complete set of such laws exists and, in principle, that it is discoverable by human beings, just as 19th century explorers believed in the North Pole, although no one had yet reached it. An example of a scientific law is the conservation of energy. The total amount of energy in a closed system remains constant. The energy in an isolated container may change form, as when the chemical energy latent in a fresh match changes into the heat and light energy of a burning flame. But, according to the law of the conservation of energy, the total amount of energy does not change. At any moment in time, we regard our knowledge of the laws of science as provisional, and from era to era in the history of science, we have found that some of our working laws must be...